Good morning, America. This is Wayne Ahart speaking for the Old Glory Network podcast. Old Glory is a symbol of hope and safety to the poor and the helpless all around the world. Now, let's make Old Glory great again. And it's our job to keep it that way. And let's make the media truthful again. You know, Old Glory Network brings a message of common sense values with old-fashioned patriotism each and every week. Now, my message uh, today is a couple of things. I've got one here called Old Uncle Jim, and then a few thoughts on Thanksgiving Day. We'll begin with Old Uncle Jim. In 1946, I was six years old. In the summertime, it was stifling hot, and the winters, well, they were bitterly cold. I had seven brothers and a sister, and we had never owned a home of our own. None made of wood and certainly not of stone. Land was mighty cheap back then, and Dad somehow got his hands on five acres and got a couple of -of out-of-work carpenters to build us a small country home. The land had an old shack on it in which lived an old black man all alone. Now, we didn't know his name. So Dad said, well, we'll just call him Uncle Jim. Dad told Uncle Jim that he could live there till his last dying day and not to worry about a thing, that the boys will check on you every day or two and make sure that you have food to eat and water to drink. Now, Uncle Jim was a treasure. He was just like part of the family. And sometimes he, he would fall and he couldn't get up by himself. And it would often take all of us kids to get him up on his feet or help him to his bed or to sit him on a seat. And one day we discovered that he was not just asleep, but he had died during the night. He had very cold feet. They had his funeral at a little Negro church, and we all went and slipped into the back pew to pay our respects and to show our love for old Uncle Jim to bid him adieu. They sang, Rock of Ages, Cleft for me, 
Let me hide myself in thee. Rest in peace, Uncle Jim. Man, my mama could cook. You know, my mama gave birth to nine lucky children. We were lucky in many ways, but boy, we really hit the jackpot when it come to eating time. I'm telling you, and I'll swear it on a stack of Bibles, my mom could really cook. They say practice makes perfect. And when you are feeding 11 people three times a day, you get a lot of practice. Now, we never had any fancy meals like they served, you know, in New York City or Philadelphia or Boston, Massachusetts. You, you would never find any Chateaubriand or lobster on our table. But man, when it came to country cooking, why, they couldn't hold a candle to my mama. I'd put a platter full of mama's fried chicken up against a Chateaubriand any day of the week. No contest. I, you know, I've almost witnessed fisticuffs a time or two over who was going to get the last piece of chicken. And speaking of fisticuffs, mama's biscuits and gravy was worth an all-out brawl. Like most folks growing up in the South, we raised most of what we ate. We had a garden that must have been two acres. We always had potatoes and beans and and peas and cabbage, sweet corn, oh, and poke salad, and carrots and onions, cucumbers, and watermelons, and apples and pears, tomatoes and and even corn to feed the animals, and peppers, dewberries, strawberries, etc., etc. Well, we raise hogs also for meat, and chickens for meat and eggs, and rabbits for meat. And you know, we had us a good milk cow. We hunted for meat, and we fished to add more to our meal, and we ground up corn for making cornmeal and cornbread. You ain't had breakfast until you sat down at Mama's table. We always had some homemade biscuits and bowls full of gravy, fried or scrambled eggs, homemade jellies and jams, and sorghum molasses homemade and churned by us butter some some mornings would she would make a chocolate gravy chocolate gravy you heard right and i'll tell you you could sell tickets for a bowl of that with a spoonful of butter plopped down on top of it and poured over one of those homemade biscuits mm -mm. And somewhere on the table would be a platter full of homemade sausage and bacon from one of our hogs. And at supper time, you had bowls of homegrown vegetables 
and melons and tomatoes, green onions, fresh from the garden, cucumbers, relishes, ham, big old piece of ham or, or shoulder of pork, mashed potatoes and more gravy. And cornbread that would make Cracker Barrel jealous. Now, when Mama cooked a pie or, or baked a pie or cake, it was it was three or four of them and mouth-watering. And on special occasions, she would make homemade ice cream that would make Bluebell run and hide and fried pies to die for. You know, some of our friends would think they won the lottery when they got to join us at Mama's table for her country cooking. I see, I feel sorry for all you folks listening to this out there that never had that opportunity. You know, eating at Mama's was like a, a preacher getting to hear Billy Graham speak or a high school coach listening to Vince Lombardi or Tom Landry prepare a team for the Super Bowl, or a young pilot listening to Neil Armstrong or Alan Shepard or Gene Cernan discuss their trips, their historic trips to the moon. I, I want to thank the good Lord for being one of eight brothers and a sister lucky enough to put our feet beneath Mama's table every day. Man, I wish I could do that again. Now we'll talk about um, a few thoughts on Thanksgiving Day. The first thing I'm going to um, give you here is uh, an author unknown. We don't know who wrote this, but it's worth it's worth reading. It's called Thanksgiving Observance. Count your blessings instead of your crosses. Count your gains instead of your losses. Count your joys instead of your woes. Count your friends. Instead of your foes, and count your smiles instead of your tears, and count your courage instead of your fears. Count your full years instead of your lean, and count your kind deeds instead of your mean. Count your health instead of your wealth, and count on God instead of yourself. This next uh, little poem was written written by Cynthia Rylant. And she wrote, In November, people are good to each other. They carry pies to each other's homes and talk by crackling wood stoves, sipping mellow cider. They travel very far on a special November day just to share a meal 
with one another. And to give thanks for their many blessings. Cynthia Ryland. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as you gather around the dining room table, overflowing with food fit for a king, and you bow your head to give thanks for all that you are grateful for, you may realize that you have lost sight of the things you have been worrying about. Happy Thanksgiving. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a conservative, you're going to want to listen each and every week to the Old Glory Network podcast. But if you are not, then you need to listen. Call your friends and neighbors and encourage them to listen also because it, well, if you love the music of Sinatra or, or Marty Robbins or others of that era, then you need to order the music of my son, Kevin Dale Ahart. He performs out of Los Angeles, but you can buy his music from iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, and Amazon. And I promise you, you will love him. Check him out. Look him up. He, he has a variety of music at just 99 cents per song. And he has a CD of all cowboy songs that you can order by email to me. Uh, email Wayne Ahart at weahart at gmail.com. Now, Cowboy's Revenge is the name of the song, the name of the CD. It's 11 great songs for only $15 with no charge for shipping. Now, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's no charge for you to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you would. And hey, don't forget to visit our website at oldglorynetwork.com. And happy trails till we meet again next week.